It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks for joining us for our latest podcast. You know, some of the individuals we profile are already top prospects. Some are a bit under the radar. And sometimes we feature players before they hit it big. Mason Hour may fit in a couple of categories. Since being drafted a year ago, Auer has drawn plenty of praise through the organization as someone who's already an above-average outfielder with a plus arm. And in his first full year in the race system, this could be a season where Auer takes off. In a little bit, we'll chat with Mason about his journey and also learn more about him from Rafi Valenzuela, who managed Auer in the Florida Complex League. We'll start with Mason Auer, who began by describing his route to professional baseball. And it was pretty special to get drafted where I did. Um, I worked really hard to get there. Uh, you know, I had a kind of a bouncing around journey to, on my way there, um, but I think my journey is what made me who I am. And, I mean, I think I wouldn't change anything. Uh, you know, junior college baseball was a lot of fun. Uh, and we had a great team, and I loved it. So it was awesome. You were also drafted out of high school by the Cubs. So were you? Con- how strongly did, did you consider starting your pro career out of high school versus going the college route? Um, so it was a really hard decision for me to turn down the draft out of high school, um, but it wasn't the right situation for me, and me and my family made a decision together, and I think it worked out for the best. So give us a feel for how close you came at the time to pulling the trigger on a pro career, and then how you ended up going from Missouri State to San Jacinto College. Yeah, so, I mean, I was really close to pulling the trigger out of high school. I mean, it's pretty hard to turn down your dream, so... I was right there. I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a pretty close decision. But uh, so I left Missouri State to go to San Jack. Um, there was a whole lot of stuff going on with COVID and just a whole lot of different stuff. And I felt like JUCO route was the best for me. And I went to the best spot that I possibly could in San Jack. And it turned out to be really good. And I loved the teammates I had and the coaches. And it worked really well. Now, I look at you physically. Um, and you obviously spent some time in the weight room. I have to guess you played football in addition to baseball at some point. Am I right? Yeah, growing up and in high school, I played football as well. So give us an idea for what kind of football player you was, you were. And does football, do you think, help you at all in baseball in any shape or form? Yeah, so I played quarterback in football, and I, I believe that playing multi-sports helps tremendously within baseball, and not only within baseball, within every other sport, just being able to do different things, and it helps with just – taking your mind off baseball and playing another sport as well. So I think it helps a lot. How about from the mental side? Where do you think football helps in baseball? Um, I think football just gave me a break a little bit, you know, just to go out there and have fun, play quarterback and do that. Um, I mean, it kind of just gives you a mental break for me. That's what it did. So were you the kind of quarterback who loved to carry the ball and, and uh, dish punishment on others? What, were you a, um, what kind of offense did you run playing quarterback? Yeah, so I mean, I could throw the ball really well, but uh, I like to run it. Um, uh, and I, I'm not shy from hitting people when I'm running. So, <laughs> I mean, it was I love to run the ball, and we ran kind of a, a spread offense. So, 
it was a lot of fun playing, and I mean, I just I did kind of both. So this time, obviously, you went from JUCO to the pros. What made this time the right time to start your pro career? Because I'm guessing that you probably had plenty of offers to get back into full-time college baseball if you so desired. Yeah, so I felt like it was the right time for me just because it's pretty hard to turn down twice. And I was ready to get into pro ball and see what it's like and get around all the people that know exactly what they're doing and just get, get going with it. So that's why I pulled the trigger. So where were you when you got the call from the Rays? And what were your first thoughts? So I was in my living room with some of my buddies and my parents and my grandparents and my uncles and aunts and stuff. And we were just all sitting there watching. And I mean, my first thoughts were just like, you know, like, thanks. <laughs> like, I mean, just like all the hard work finally paid off. You know, it's just like a stress reliever almost. Because sometimes, you know, when you're watching it and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, when am I going to get picked and stuff? You know, it's kind of stressful. But I mean, it was it was a great, great thing. So where's home for you, um, and how much did you know about the Rays specifically when you got picked? So home for me is Springfield, Missouri. And um, at the time, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know much about the Rays. I talked to the scout a couple times, but that was about it. Um, but I'm really glad that I got picked by the Rays. It's a great organization, and it's been a lot of fun so far. We'll get into you know what you've learned so far, but give me a feel for – growing up were you a baseball fan first were you a football fan first did you go to big league games you know you ever as a family drive to cardinals games or royals games or anything like that yeah so growing up i mean um my dad was a college baseball player so i was a i was a baseball fan always growing up and we went to a couple cardinals games you know um and so i mean i loved going to those games it was a lot of fun and so that's pretty much what my childhood was like give us a feel for how you eventually became an outfielder um, the reason I became an outfielder was because my uh, freshman year of high school, I played shortstop. And for the varsity team, there was a senior um, shortstop. So then they wanted me to play the outfield, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go play the outfield for you. So that's how I became an outfielder. What do you love about the outfield, and is there a favorite spot among the three for you? So I love the outfield because, you know, you kind of get to dictate – you know, where you stand, where you play. Um, I like throwing people out, too. That's my favorite thing to do out there is catch the ball and throw it in. Uh, I mean, and I feel like, you know, I'm pretty fast out there, and I like to run, so that's what I like about the outfield. And my favorite position in the outfield is center field. And what did you learn last year playing in the complex league, and how different was that at all from either your time in college or junior college ball? So basically I learned that, you know, how to play every day, and uh, also learned that the pitching's a little bit different than it was in college. I mean, college pitching's good, but every pitcher here is really, really good. And so I, that was a that was kind of a change for me, just getting real, getting ready for that. And I mean, I I felt like I did good, and but the pitching was the biggest thing for me. It was the biggest change. From what I've heard, you've got kind of a unique uh, setup, leg kick um, at the at the plate. Describe to our fans what it's like. And have you adapted at all since you got your first taste of pro ball? Yeah, so I stand with an open stance, and I kind of come in. I have a pretty big leg kick, um, and I kind of try to just, you know, come back with it and glide it forward and not, like, to be too jumpy forward. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty that's, – that's what it is, yeah. Let's touch, too, on your training. Obviously, again, you know, you're – um, a guy you can tell probably spent some time in the weight room. How much, what's your workout schedule like now that you're devoted fully to baseball? And what are the types of things you're trying to improve upon as you get set for your first full pro year? Yeah, so I'm doing some sort of workout every single day. 
um, and really trying to focus on just getting stronger, faster, and more explosive, doing tons of box jumps, tons of like pause squats, tons of stuff like that, just trying to really get explosive. So is it mostly, would you say, lower body core at this point in time versus upper body? So I do do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of legs, but I also, I like to do upper body too. I mean, got to look good. So <laughs> I like to do that as well. And, and where, what do you think is going to be the greatest challenge as you get ready physically and mentally to take on your first full year? Because it's going to be the first time you play at what, a hundred plus games in a season. Yeah. Like you said, it's going to be the biggest thing for me is just getting my body ready for those, that amount of games and the travel is going to be different and you know, it's just going to be a different atmosphere, but mentally just got to stay focused and block everything out, you know, uh, can't be getting rattled by the fans and stuff like that. So I just got to keep, keep my head forward and just keep looking on to what's coming next. You were one of many, um, members of the organization that got to participate in some camps. How helpful do you think those are in just kind of seeing where you are and also getting ready for the year? So all the camps, I went to Instructs and now this mini camp, and I think they've been very beneficial just to get to be around all the different coaches from all the different levels and see what they have to say and, you know, just kind of pick their brains about, like, what, what they have, what they think about you. Analytically, I don't know how much you use that in college. How helpful is getting data information about your swing, about, your, about anything that you're doing offensively? Yeah, so I think it's really helpful just because sometimes it'll just shock you like, wow, I didn't know that I was doing that. And it shows here that you are. So then it's easier to make an adjustment. And I think it's been very beneficial. And give us an idea. You know, I think it's important not to be 100% consumed with baseball 24-7. What do you do when you're not at the field? What helps you relax? Uh, So really just kind of hang out with my roommates, play video games, watch movies, just kind of hang out really. Uh, we we went to the beach a couple times, you know. We went bowling a couple times, just trying to find different things to take our mind away from it for a little bit. And what's the video game of choice? For me, I like to play Fortnite. <laughs> I always have, um, but I haven't been playing very much lately. I probably should start playing again. <laughs> probably not as good anymore, but we'll see. And and the one other thing, you know, I, I mentioned data and analytics. You know, with some of the things that they do, they also can prepare you for what big league pitchers are like, for being able to see the kind of stuff from a top-line big league pitcher. How much does that help you um, in trying to prepare for what you're going to see this year? So I think that all the stuff we have on the pitchers is really helpful. I mean, we can pretty much watch them before we play them. And so I think that that's very helpful just because you already kind of get the glimpse of what they're going to have and what they might throw in different counts and all that stuff. And I think it's very helpful. As someone who grew up on video games, is it, I mean, visually, like, are you, a, you consider yourself like a visual learner where that kind of stuff is really helpful? Yeah, I feel like when I watch something, I learn it pretty well, so I like to do that a lot. Well, hopefully a lot of good learning lessons on the way. We appreciate a few minutes, and good luck this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. That's Mason Hour, and now for additional perspective on the outfielder, I chatted with Florida Complex League manager Rafi Valenzuela, who told me about what stands out in seeing a player that was just recently signed or drafted. You know, it's, uh, it's very exciting whenever we get the new draft guys or new players in general. Um, we're all pretty excited as a staff. Um, as a manager, my role would be just to kind of bring them in, ease them into the system, um, introduce them to the raise way, introduce them to the entire staff, and just kind of letting them do what he's going to do. Um, as the season goes on or as the days go by, I, uh, you know, as a staff, we try to uh, incorporate little things here and there. But for the most part, we just let him play. We're excited to watch him play. We're excited to see what he can and can't do. And that's going to help us out, you know, in the, in the future to kind of help him in his weak weaknesses and kind of keep going with his strength. How important is that balance, that ability to learn a kid before you start implementing things, but also you're trying to teach a certain way that the Rays do things? You know what? It's pretty, it's, it's, uh, it's very challenging because, you know, it's like a new toy. When, when, whenever we, we get them, we want to play with them and we want to do certain things, but at the same time, we have to let him do what he's going to do. You know, I try to bring him into the office and let him know, hey, man, you know, don't try to do too much. Um, you're already here. We already like you. Um, now it's time for you to go out and just have fun. Go out and play. And whatever questions you have, come and ask me. Come and ask the staff. Come and ask everybody. You know, if you have questions, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask a question. And just do what you do. You know, go out, have fun, and go out and perform. That seems to be a, a really important piece of this from the race organization is telling them, hey, we like what you do. How important is that on the mental side for someone coming into the system to feel confident about who they are when they start? Oh, man. I mean, I can relate it to myself when I was a player um, coming into the org. Uh, you know, you try to do a little too much. You try to impress everybody. And that's one of the things that, you know, as a staff, we try to tell the uh, players, like, hey, man, like, do what you do. Do what got you here. You know, don't try to do too much. Um, just go out and have fun. Don't put any more pressure than you already put on yourself. Just go out and do what you do. So tell me a little bit about Mason Hour. What have you found out about him so far as a person? Uh, he's a really great kid, like uh, very respectful. His work ethic is off the charts. Um, from the moment he walked, he walked in, he had a little, you know, he had his presence to him. He's a very big kid, one of the most athletic kids I've ever seen. He can run, he can throw, he can do a lot of special things on the field. But as a person, he's he's very, you know, he's res respectful. He's a great teammate. Um, guys love being around him. Uh, the staff really enjoy being around him. He asks a lot of questions. He's uh, he's ready to learn, and he, he's, he's not afraid to go out and have fun. You mentioned his athleticism. You know, he's a fifth-round pick. It's still fairly high. But mm -hmm. is he a kid who maybe was a little bit under the radar based on what you saw from him initially athletically? Honestly, yes. I was impressed. You know, I was surprised that he, he was in a fifth round because, you know, he's a plus runner. He has a plus arm. 
He's got plus power. He does a lot of special things. And when you see someone like like that, you just assume that he's going to be in the top three rounds. But when you get him in the fifth round, I consider that a steal. So that's, you know, kudos to our to our scouts to be able to, you know, get him that early. And, you know, again, he is he's a special player. He's very special on the field. He did some things that we had never seen as far as like draft kits. So we're very, very excited to see to see him grow and to see him uh, develop in the organization. So tell me what some of those things, Rafi, are that you saw the, that, you know, made you say, wow. Um, you know what? One of the memories that, that comes to mind, uh, we were playing the Braves on a Saturday morning and we were up. It was late in the game. We were up for about two to three runs with the man on first and he was playing right, right field. Um, there was a base hit down the right field line. He cut it off, turned around, didn't even crow hug. He just kind of stepped and threw an absolute bullet to third base to gun the guy on third. And it was honestly, I mean, we got guys that can do special things, but to be able to cut the ball off, don't even crow hug, just kind of step and throw and throw an absolute dart to third base was very, very special. Is that his best tool? Is it his arm? Is it his defense? What do you see as where he stands out the most? I think defensively, he's going to stand out. Uh, to me, his, his best tool will be his arm and his defense. Um, he can hit, but he needs to work on his hitting a little bit more. But, you know, all, all around, the kid's got tools. He's got, he's got tools that are off the charts. They're very loud. So, again, very, very excited. What are the areas where you want to see him grow the most this coming year, Rafi? Offensively, for sure. Offensively, for sure. Is it um, strike zone recognition? Is it what are the things that, that you think he will grow into as he learns the pro game? You know, as a whole, you know, his strike zone, uh, learn what he can and can't do. Um, there's there's been some times or that there were times that he would try to do a little too much at the, at the plate. And again, it comes with being young. It comes with being new. It comes with trying to impress people. But I think once he understands his strike zone, once he understands what he can, he can do at the plate, he's just going to flourish. And what is he like as a base runner? Obviously you mentioned the, the speed that he possesses. You know what? He is, he is very good. He's not afraid to run. That's one of the things that we notice. He's not afraid to take the extra base. Um, he stole a lot of bases, and he knows when to steal. So he's very, he's very smart. He asks a lot of questions when it comes to base running. But again, he understands what 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 he can do. He understands his speed. He knows when he can push the envelope. But he's uh, again, he's very smart. Very smart. And in terms of the the outfield play, you mentioned his defense. Is he a guy, you mentioned the play he made in right field. Does he play all three spots? Is he more of a corner guy? How do you see him going forward? You know, when he, when he first came in, we had him in left and right. And there was a few games that we put him in center. And to be honest with you, he can play all three. And he can run balls down in center field. He gets, uh, he gets good jumps on the ball. He can read balls. Uh, his speed is off the charts. Again, even if he gets a bad jump, he can make up with it with his speed. Um, but to me, he can play all three, and he can play a really, really good center field. Sometimes that first full year in a system is really interesting, you know, because it is much longer. What do you see as the greatest challenges for him, and what would be a good year for, for Mason this year? Again, like you mentioned, uh, first year is very long. Uh, some of these guys have never done that. Some of these guys that come in from college are used to playing – 
you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take Monday off, play Tuesday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. Like they're not used to playing five to six times a week. So that's going to be a challenge. Him trying to to adapt to a new system, him trying to get his body ready and prepare to play, you know, 140 plus games. So to me, the challenge is going to be him understanding his body, him understanding um, what it takes and him understanding, you know, there's going to be some days that you are going to feel great. There's going to be some days that you're not going to feel great, but you have to be able and be mentally prepared to go out and perform on those days. And a good year for Mason Howard would, would be, you know, going out and statistically, I'm not going to get in into stats, but just go out and kind of get, get his feet wet and, you know, stay healthy and be able to play, you know, or be ready to play 100 plus games. You mentioned that he's a strong kid physically. I would imagine you think that his body will hold up fairly well as long as he does the right things. Yes. Um, that was one of the things, man. He stepped into the office and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, he is he is a big, big kid, big kid, very strong kid. So, you know, um, I'm not, I don't follow him on any so- social media, but I do have a couple of people that know him. And apparently, you know, he's coming in. He's coming in ready to go. So I'm really excited to see and what do you see as the ceiling long term? Is this a guy who you would not be surprised if he's playing in the outfield someday in Tampa Bay? I would not. I would not. And if that doesn't plan out, the kid has an absolute bazooka for an arm. So if you put him on the mound, I'm sure he'll be okay. Too. <laughs> that special an arm. Beyond the beyond the play that you mentioned, is that is that something that you know he he did on a regular basis, or you just saw it in 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 work or i mean i don't know how often in the gcl you're seeing guys really challenge guys you know what um he did it a lot he made a lot of really good plays um again he did a lot of special things in the outfit for the short amount of amount of time that we had him and the entire staff not just myself was like holy you know like we this is a steal this is a steal like our scouts did a phenomenal job with him of getting us, you know, getting him to us. And again, he's a very special, special kid. And you mentioned the character that he possesses, Rafi. Are, are there certain things that, you know, stand out to you, just little things that he does that they come across? Yeah, I mean, his his work ethic is off the charts. Again, he's always ready to work. Um, he's the first guy on the field, last guy to leave. He's always asking questions. If he doesn't know something, he's not afraid to ask. He's not afraid to ask for more work. Um, he's always looking to get challenged also always looking for a little extra because he knows, you know, like every young player, they want to do a little extra, which, you know, I think it's going to help him in the, in the long run. But again, he's a great kid, hard worker. His work ethic is awesome. Uh, not afraid to ask questions. So again, uh, great, great kid. Rafi, good stuff. We appreciate a few minutes chatting about Mason Hour. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That's Rafi Valenzuela, and we appreciate his time and that of Mason Hour. Stay tuned for future podcasts on prospects just like this one. In the meantime, thanks so much for being with us, and we'll talk with you soon.